Hey kids, you're listening to Nothing in Moderation with Travis and Mike. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on this regularly scheduled dumpster fire. You can catch us on all the social medias under at Nothing in Mod Pod. So let's go ahead and get this hillbilly hog fight underway. So what kind of white claw you got over there, Mister uh, Bart Simpson shirt? No white claw. Uh, that's just ice. That's just iced tea in my in my red cup. I thought about. it. I have one black cherry white claw left. I thought about grabbing it. Oh, look at you, mango. Yep. Mango down to the store and give me some more of them there white claws. I figured it was a, a good item to to throw out there, considering the the memes that have been coming out on the Instagram. Which memes? Oh, so I tell you that I posted to social media and you don't even bother go to look at them. I saw the I saw the the shit in the tree one. <laughs> Ashley sent me that one the other night. To fucking that was crack hysterical. The yeah, hysterical. I thought it was perfect for us. Yeah, no, absolutely. The uh, I did too. I you because you said in the text you were like socials are up, and I think I told you to shut up or something along those lines like I normally do. Right. And you and you said you said I literally laughed out loud at the caption, and then I went and looked and I chuckled, laughed at the picture itself, and then I agreed with the caption. Right. No, I. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me the other day i posted uh like four boys or men or whatever you want to call them uh wearing high heels and no pants just wearing like sports jackets and it says the typical dress style of the men who drink white claw mm, I, I don't i don't think i saw that one wow uh, i guess i guess i missed that one altogether and you're not following through on your afternoon posts yeah you're right i'm terrible at it speaking of uh following through or yeah how the sticker sending going actually they went out did you they? shut your whore mouth. Nice. Yep. They are out. They are in the mail. They are out there in the wild. I'm not making any guarantees about whether they'll make it. The guy running the post office is a real dumbass right now. Oh, man. We could spend so, a week on that. Did you see? He, oh, God. He sat in, well, before I get into all that. Yeah. Welcome to the uh, show, everyone. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Nothing in Moderation. Uh, a podcast about nothing. And moderation. There you go. Sometimes we put the two together and we don't do moderate things. I definitely uh, don't. Do moderation. We are, we are recording well after my bedtime. Uh, I got a crazy week coming up, so uh, we're trying to get this shit in and, you know, so I can actually edit it uh, before it's got to go out. Um, so it's like, normally, I'm literally normally asleep by now. <laughs> so Are you really? Yeah, most most every night, yeah. Man. Unless I go to the gym at lunchtime and then I'm, I'm still in bed by like 10. No, I, I'm never in bed so, before 1 o'clock. God, I don't, I don't know how you do it. So I got to be up at fucking... Probably five in the morning. So, yeah, it sounds terrible. It does. I'll probably I might if I can get up at five. I'll go to the gym. If I can't get up until like seven, I'll just go straight to work because I have to go into the office tomorrow too. So, so do you end up having like a half day tomorrow? Uh, no, I'll, I'll I'll probably work until a little after lunchtime once our my meeting is over, and then um, I will come home and finish the day out at the house. So that's cool. Give you lots of you sticker know. mail in time for anybody that gets in a request. Yeah, yeah. For you know, I doubt it. They don't. Uh, we don't send them out. They don't request them. It's usually how that works. The word gets around. They're telling people. They're like, don't don't ask for a sticker. They're never going to send it. I heard somebody say that. Don't be silly. I'm still going to send it. <laughs> yeah, still going to send it. 
so yeah, we. Uh, in case you're wondering what the fuck we're rambling on about, we do have uh, stickers and magnets and stuff that we do give away for free. Uh, all we ask is that in return, you send us a picture of where you put it. Um, we will get those out to you as expeditiously as possible. Once you do request them via DM um, on any of our social medias at Nothing in Mod Pod. Or by sending us an email to nothinginmoderationpod at gmail.com. Um, any of those places, we'll get uh, we'll get your info. We will send them out to you. Good deal. So, other than that, what, uh, what do you got going on, buddy? Anything anything crazy going on over there? No, Talking just a... Uh, tank top shorty? Yeah, dude, it's so fucking hot in my studio <laughs> office room. The AC yeah. doesn't blow into this room, so I run like six fans, and I can't run those while we're doing recording. So, I just... Yeah. I watch the thermometer creep up. A degree every ten minutes. Yeah, the the amount of sweat you disperse is when we know to stop. Right. When the when the thermometer pops out, then I'm done. So for like two weeks out of the year, because we live in Florida, these are gonna be some real long podcasts. Because you're just gonna open the window and let it ride. Precisely. Oh god. So I uh, so my I got um, this coming week. I've got a uh, road trip. Um, to help a buddy move and I saw one of my I was you know because like we do the memory lane thing so I, I keep an eye out throughout the week for memories and like five or six years ago I helped our buddy Billy who you guys have heard on the podcast before uh, move to North Carolina and I said then that you should never do that you should never help a friend move especially a friend move multiple states away um and I didn't take my own advice again, so I'm flying to Michigan Thursday to help uh, my buddy Destry move back to Orlando. I did not realize it until I looked at it on the map today. It's like fucking 18 hours yeah. in a U-Haul. No big deal. Towing a, tra- towing a trailer with a car on it. With a bunch of stinky-ass men. No. Uh, well, the, even even the worst part about it is that Destry has a boat to bring back. So I am driving the U-Haul with his car on a car trailer, and, and he is he's driving, driving his the boat. truck with the yeah he's just driving the boat no he's driving his truck with the boat so i i'm literally going to be by myself the entire 17 or 18 hours just me and my airpods apparently okay well i'm going to put out my official prediction of you're going to end up in the woods somewhere in the tennessee area don't do that that's not funny <laughs> i don't want you to the podcast will be terrible yeah. by myself yeah maybe desperate you wouldn't even you, you wouldn't even know how to put it out you damn right i wouldn't <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory you can figure it out i got faith in you just don't die. It's it's better that way. Yeah, I mean, for all parties involved, it's it's better that way. Um, the did you? Uh, I heard. I think you you got a quote back on the uh, on the calendars. Jesus Christ! Do we, we got some updates there? Some calendar updates? Yes the the printing company that I talked to that is essentially just going to outsource it, probably to China anyway, <laughs> gave me such an unrealistic number that. I I wasn't sure if the guy was fucking with me or not because we had pretty good dialogue. Mm-hmm. But when he told me that they were going to cost me the same as the retail price, but I have to buy 500 units, I just fucking deleted the email. <laughs> I would have responded back with, sir, you could have just been like, hey, I don't want to do this. Hey, man, I can walk into FedEx Kinko's and they'll do it cheaper. I could one. probably I could probably go pay $199 for a, a pretty good photo printer at Best Buy and make a couple of these myself with PowerPoint yeah. or Excel or any other office program that you can put pictures into. 
but I don't know, man. Sir, I, I guess sir, it includes eat a dick. It includes shipping and it includes packaging mm-hmm. and shit like that. But Does come it include on, shipping to the end user? <laughs> Fuck. Like, are not. you drop shipping them for us? Because I mean, that, you know, that changes things a little bit. So I'm looking at other options. Ashley brought up if there's a print company that I can design something, load it, and then if somebody wants to buy it, they'll print it individually and mail it. There are those, yeah. Like they do t-shirts, shirts. And shit. Yep, they do calendars and stuff too, or co- or coffee mugs. Yeah, I actually, I had thought about doing our merch that way initially. I know Sunfrog you don't have as much control. Was one that a friend of mine used for for her dog photos and stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't know, man. It, when they say it's probably going to be about fourteen dollars a piece, and you have to buy five hundred of them, and I'm like, well calendars in a store are fifteen dollars a piece there's no way and i'm like if i go on um print vista or vista print or whatever vista the fuck print, it is yeah. they're eleven dollars a piece if you do one <clears throat> if you do ten they're like ten dollars and twelve cents a piece or some bullshit so it's like well, fucking that's ridiculous no yeah yeah sir 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 dying of fire <laughs> But I mean, the guy was super pleasant about it, but he was clearly yeah. just an intermediary broker. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'll go on Alibaba too and see what I can find. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably, uh, have you ever tried to buy anything off Alibaba? You know, when I was looking at trying to do my own line of protein powder, mm-hmm. figuring if I could essentially copy another protein powder that's popular, um, yeah. like Optum Nutrition or, or something like that. I was like, if I can get it for half the price and I buy an entire pallet of them, and mm-hmm. I can sell them somewhere between what I paid and, and what retail on them is. Why wouldn't I? And then I ran into all kinds of issues trying to use Alibaba and find an escrow, a, a protein provider that would deal with an escrow account so that the escrow would hold our money until I got mm-hmm. my product. And that was a like a guaranteed or certified vendor because like everyone I yeah. found was based out of, you know, somewhere in East Europe or China or something like that. And it was like. Yeah, we'll go ahead and make it, but you have to front us the money, and we're not a, a certified seller. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, fuck that. I'm not going to come off yeah. $3,000 to not get anything. Uh-huh. And then the one protein company that I contacted directly, I could never get a direct fucking answer on anything. I'd say, hey, how much do I need to buy? What's my unit cost? Can it can it be this flavor? Can it be, you know, this consistency, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, we make 60 different products, and we make blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I need a quote. Hey, let they me get you a quote. just kept responding to you with the sales pitch. Yeah, and I was like, listen, man, you don't need to sell me on it. Just tell me the fucking numbers, and if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Yeah. I uh, I, I was going to open a vape store, an online vape store, back when I smoked. I remember. Um, I was going to continue smoking while selling vapes. But dealing with people on Alibaba, and, you know, they're in China, and there's a, there's an obvious language barrier. But they're also on a completely different schedule than we are just, you know, because it's not the same time here as it is there. So, like, you get emails back from people on Alibaba at, like, fucking 2 a.m. when you're sleeping. You can't do anything. By the time you get up and respond to it, they're asleep. It fucking takes days to get anything done. I just gave up. I was fucking over it. You should have just had me help. I'm up all night anyway. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we were living together at the time, too. I guess I could have brought you in on my little my little gimmick. Yeah. But, you know. But then you would have wanted rent money. That's true. <laughs> weren't you wanting to do was, the vape stuff afterwards like when you actually had some money or no uh no i, I had talked about it it's it's just i know you even talked about regulation and shit and it gets shit. weird do what you had even talked about making your own juices and shit yeah i wanted to do that when i was vaping um and sell them as well like that's a huge market uh, yeah just to make you know god people pay fucking ridiculous money for gourmet juices i did air quotes that nobody can see <laughs> quote quote 
Well, I mean, it's like anything else. It it blew up and a ton of people made money off of it. And then the number of people making a fortune slimmed down real quick because they're buying everybody else out. Yeah. Well, in, in the shops, they, you know, they, they're national companies that, you know, will, will open up franchises and shit. And, you know, there's big tobacco is it heavily invested in it. So, I mean, it makes sense. Just like if weed ever ends up federally legalized, you know, no, big I'm tobacco sure. is prepared to move yeah. on that. Philip, Philip Morris or whatever the fuck the only, right. I, don't, I don't even remember the big ones anymore. So fuck them and their cancer. I don't know. There's a, so if you're leaving our house and you go in one direction, there's two gas stations at the big intersection mm-hmm. right before you get to the big intersection, like literally behind one of the gas stations was like a, just a quick grocer, like a local stop and rob as we used to call them. Like no gas pumps, just a convenience store. Yeah. And it's been abandoned now for probably four years, which is mm-hmm. which is weird to me just because most of those things don't typically go out of business. They're they're staying in business somehow. Yeah. And apparently this specific one, uh, there was a, a homicide that happened at the location. <laughs> and then several years later, somebody followed the owner home and killed him. Jesus Christ. So, so my history in law enforcement tells me there may have been something additional going on what? to stay open that would lead to a- these acts of violence. But we used to drive by it every time we we leave the house, essentially. And I tell Ashley, I'm like, you know, if weed was legal, that's the perfect place for a dispensary. Uh, it's got a big know. parking lot. It's already kind of set up as a store. You just put security yeah. locks on, only let a certain number of people in. Although most people that are there to buy pot aren't really violent criminals. No, no. I always have Not a gun. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that because it's um there's there's trickery there because uh, it won't even if they legalize it in Florida it won't be a federal thing so can't technically have a gun while selling drugs <laughs> makes the charge worse it, it does so, but I mean that's why I had prefaced all this with federally yeah. legal but yeah and that ain't gonna happen anytime soon too many old white people in charge why's it gotta be a white thing. Well, because old white people are in charge <laughs> for the most part. That's unfortunately. true. So I keep uh, seeing anyway. I keep seeing the political memes or whatever you want to call them online, where it shows people who were in positions in the government, and it says the number of years that they've been serving. It's like so and so this many years, so and so this many years, and it's like you think in all those years they couldn't figure it out, but they can now. Yeah. And I was exactly. like, how is the person who's seventy been in government for seventy-seven years? Yeah. <laughs> Because the number, every time I see it, the number's going way the fuck Mm. up. What pisses me off about those memes, too, is that that same mentality is how we ended up with a guy with zero experience. And, like, I wish in America we could just find a middle ground. (laughs) I mean, politicians are, or politics are the issue with politicians. You're supposed to represent your constituents, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times you end up, you know, going with the people who are paying you the most money. Mm-hmm. And I'll admit the premise of someone who's independently wealthy and is not concerned about making money can't be influenced by people trying to make them money. But that's a very utopian thought process. Typically, the people mm-hmm. who are rich beyond oh. what is comprehensible to normal human beings are motivated by stacking that wealth. They want to be that Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, I will say I the mentality kind of worked on me four years ago. <laughs> Not completely, but like I, you know, I, I, I didn't see through it as much as I do now. I was like, nah, you know, that is kind of right. He's, you know, he's got all this money. What, what, are, what are they going to offer him? Uh, more money. <laughs> right. I mean, that was, like, I think that was one of the selling points for Ross Perot way back when, when my dad was voting so. for him. Yeah. 
I'd have voted for Ross Perot. I don't know why. I just like his 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 anecdotes and his ears. His ears, definitely the ears. Yeah. Definitely the ears. It's like voting for a Disney Disney circus <laughs> character, <laughs> sorta. So uh, speaking of dad, how did uh, how the birthday dinner go? Well, here we go into the vegan update. Vegan update. We do need to do an intro. For yeah, because that. that's really a terrible intro we just did. Yeah, um, yeah so should, for my dad, we should just use that one. <laughs> for my dad's birthday, uh, we talked about this last episode. We we as in the wife and I went over to my parents' house um, and made them a nice steak dinner. And what we did is we bought uh, prime ribeyes, and they were a little over a pound each. So we did them for like two and a half hours, uh, covered them in salt again, hit them in a, a really hot cast iron and got a good sear on them. And then we put some goat cheese on the side. That way they weren't smothered. So if my parents don't like the goat cheese and uh, serve them, mom made a salad and some potatoes and stuff like that. And I just kind of sat back and watched mom and dad try it. And dad actually said the food was really good and then said the food was great. So if you heard last episode, you know that that's not something that really happens uh, when my dad tries any kind of food, let alone something new. Yeah. But, and he didn't say, but, (laughs) but watching dad eat a steak, it became painfully obvious that the ribeye was not the cut for my father. Hmm. My dad doesn't like any fat whatsoever on his steak. He cuts it really? all off. And ribeyes are a very fatty cut. Yeah. Oh so God. I'm watching him and he's pulling it apart and this and that. And I mean, he said the parts that he ate was really good, but it looked yeah. like he stacked a, you know, a quarter of the steak on the side of the plate oh because, God. you know, the ribeyes, they have got that big fat ribbon, you know, and I'm just looking at him sad, <laughs> but he really enjoyed the goat cheese too. And then I watched him sprinkle pepper on it out of the pepper shaker. And I was like, no. <laughs> Jesus. But it's his. So yeah, you're right. He said we need to come uh, over and do it again. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. well, I'll I'll show up with seventy dollars worth of steak again at some point. <laughs> the uh I when I was a child, I also did not like fat on my steak. Like I, I cut it off, couldn't fucking couldn't understand it. And as I grew older, I was like, Man, this is how did I ever just cut this shit off and throw it away all those years? How did my how did my family even let me do that? This is this is the best part of the steak. Well, it holds a lot of the flavor, but you also learned probably a different preparation style as you got older than your parents used to make the food for you. No, yeah, absolutely. So I can tell you that salt and pepper is something my parents put on food after it's cooked. And from everything that I've been learning, and this is recent, you should season everything before it cooks. Like Mm -hmm. when you put salt on stuff, it doesn't do the job that salt can do unless it's pre-cooked or if you're just going to eat a raw item like an apple sprinkling a little salt on an apple really brings out the flavor and things i know it sounds ridiculous sounds communistic honestly (laughs) putting salt on an apple it's you know in savannah georgia and i know you guys have been there Mm -hmm. there's a salt store and they'll take you on i think we went in there okay so tons and tons of different salts and you can get you know himalayan sea salt cutting boards and Mm -hmm. all kinds of crazy shit but you can go on a salt tour and they walk you through kind of you know, a 15 or 20 minute conversation about the history of salt and why they say worth your weight in salt. And then they tr- have you sit in a room and they bring you some foods and they have you eat the food plain. And then they have you rub the food on like a, a salt cutting board. So you get a little bit of salt imparted into it and it really brings out all of the different flavors that are in the food. Like it, for lack of a better term, it's the difference between TV and HDTV. 
So like it really just makes everything blossom, so to speak. And I never would have thought to do it with fruit because all I think of is, you know, ionized table salt and everything just Mm -hmm. gets salty tasting. And part of that has to do with the salt you're using. Part of it has to do with how much you're putting on and when you're putting it on food and shit like that. So Mm -hmm. learning to salt the steak before you cook it ends up really helping put a good crust and sear on it and flavor and shit's badass. I remember eating salt like putting salt on my watermelon when i was younger yep, i think it's the only concept. fruit i've ever yes it's, i think it's the only fruit i've ever put salt on i mean I have to try it with apples yeah i mean i don't know how often you eat apples or, or other fruits and stuff i don't know that i'd do it on a banana but no uh, yeah it was because I, I eat a banana i try to eat a banana pretty much every morning before the gym with peanut butter good just to get some you know sugar inside me somebody sugar yeah you know a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of snacking but yeah, salt yeah. on watermelon is super common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, watermelon. I just is hadn't thought I'd... of it on apples and shit. Right. And I don't think about it on anything because I grew up and it was table salt mm-hmm. and it was dumped on shit after you cooked it. And literally all it was was salt. It was like eating eating the French fries from McDonald's that they double salted mm-hmm. without being delicious French fries. It was just saltiness. <laughs> yeah. So, and now that is one food I will say that it should be salted after it cooks. Yeah, it's there are certain rice. foods you have to salt after. Um, I think eggs is another one of those foods you're not supposed to season until after it cooks. Right. Um, I mean, how are you going to season it, the inside of an egg? Well, but it, you, some people will, like, mix the seasoning into the whipped eggs that they scramble. Got it. And it just doesn't. It it, it turns them gray. <laughs> so we do so. that, but what we toss a little bit of in the egg, egg whip is uh, salsa. Like we use Mrs. Renfro's ghost pepper salsa or whatever, and we'll put some of that in there, and it cooks in with it. Hmm. I uh, I follow Ina Garten's recipe for scrambled eggs, so they're pretty much the best ever. She makes you feel poor while she's teaching you how to make them. But have you have you seen her show on Food Network? I have no idea who that is. She is this like super upper class lady from like upstate New York, like the Hamptons. No, no, so I don't think the Hamptons is upstate, but it might be. But she's like the the richer, like the Hamptons is like her where she lives. And she throws these like extravagant parties and she'll like if she makes something with vanilla in it, like if she's making a cake that gets she'll be like, Oh she's like, We wanna get fresh whole bean vanilla. You can get this at your local your local market. If they don't have it, you can use the store brand from the big box store. That's fine too. And just makes you feel like a real piece of shit for not being able to buy like whole bean vanilla and just plopping in this bitch with some vanilla extract oh just getting the uh the full pod yeah. and smushing the bean out and everything yeah oh yeah she does the whole she like slices it open and and like that's cool and all but the, the, the one of those pods is they're usually pretty expensive from what i understand i've never actually tried to buy one so i don't know vanilla is uh very expensive if it's actual vanilla mm-hmm. because it's very labor intensive to cultivate it's yeah it doesn't get pollinated naturally so like it's not like a bee flies <laughs> in and gets you know flower juices on it and flies into another flower and, and shit happens and then you get vanilla beans like they have to be hand pollinated because of the shape of the flower and shit and i learned all that when i was in, in zanzibar at an actual farm where they raise vanilla hmm. but it's it's very expensive what do they do the vanilla when it talks back and slap the white off it <laughs> uh, the uh yeah so i uh, you gotta you gotta i'll have to send you some iron garden stuff where she's real ridiculous so you you get a, a good a uh, good idea of what i'm talking about I'll keep an eye out for so, the I'm a Garden videos. I'm, I'm a Garden. Wait, what? <laughs> no. Uh, so along with my road trip, I was trying to figure out 
some snacks to eat while I was driving for 17 hours. Um, and I, my struggle is that because I, I you know, usually I just grab a big ass bag of jerky or something. Um, I can't just, you know, go out and grab a bag of jerky cause I don't eat meat anymore. Um, so I was like, but I eat sunflower seeds. But I, and lately, I go through kicks with sunflower seeds. Like, I, I'll i eat a bag, you know, in a week or two. Or, you know, a bag over the span of a week or two. And then one week, like this week especially, like, I eat an entire bag of sunflower seeds every day. Like, I, you know, to the point where my gum line is raw from, you know, because I'll pack them up in my jaw. And then I, you know, chew up them up one at a time, spit the shell out. And, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's just kind of what I do to keep myself occupied. But I was trying to think, like, what, like, what are some of your favorite snacks? Like, what do you, what do you go to? Not even necessarily on a road trip, but like, just you know, no, not you know, off diet, you know, all that, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I guess it kind of gets broken down into a couple different categories. Right now, I'm on a pistachio kick. Um, so those are good anytime. Is just a quick grab snack. Uh, beef jerky's always been a go-to, just because it fits the whole ketogenic concept. Um, but then if it's like, what's a good snack for dessert, that's a different thing. Because I know like some people eat Oreos. When we did the vegan thing for mm-hmm. a month, we, we would grab an Oreo or something as a quick dessert. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something that Ashley just got that is awesome. And I have to make it a point to not pay attention to the fact it's in the pantry because I'll eat the whole fucking bag. <laughs> it's like all these natural ingredients and shit. So it's got like coconut and chia seed and you know, just different little nuts and stuff like that. And it's covered in unsweetened dark chocolate. And and I'll have to get you a picture of the bag and we can put it online or whatever. But it was like a $13 bag. And I was like, no, that's way too much for some snack shit. But then I only eat like one cluster because there are little clumps Mm -hmm. in there. I eat like one cluster after dinner type deal. And it's a, it's a good little Swedish, sweet ish, not Swedish snack. (laughs) Um, <laughs> her dirt, dude. Right. And then obviously we do the gummies as a snack, but they're CBD infused and they help us sleep and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but and I know I, you're a gummy, you're a gummy bears fan. Was it? Yeah. I love me some gummy bears. Um, I actually, that reminds me, I, I need that those to my list. This is actually why I brought it up so that I could remember to add shit to my list to go buy. Um, I like the, the smart sweets. They're, uh, the sugar free gummy or they got like three grams of sugar in the whole bag. Um, but I got, I got those are those are pretty good. Um, I'm a sunflower seed guy. I've also been addicted lately to Lance makes you know, and they make like the cheddar with peanut butter crackers that you you know you got as a kid, right? Like they, the Captain's they, wafers with this yeah. and that. And. Yeah. So they make these ones. They're called Nekos. It's N E K O T, and they're these like malt cookies with peanut butter in the middle of them. And I fucking am addicted to them. Like I eat the shit out of them. Um, like I bought a, a whole fucking giganto pack of them at Sam's when we went to Sam's like, like a month or so ago and I'm out of them and I'm sad. So, but I, so I eat those a lot. I, I'm a fan of the smart pop popcorn or the skinny pop, whatever the, the fancy popcorn, not the smart food, not the black bag. Okay. They they have some like lower carb ones that I, that I like. So I know but. you were also talking about some potato chips that you really like or Oh yeah, my poppables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those aren't those aren't really like good for you. Good for you. They're not terrible. Well, you said snack foods, not good for you. Snack foods. Yeah, I know. I'm just. I gotta. I can't. uh, I can't. If I gotta drive for 17 hours, 
Got it. I like, can't just be shoveling shit into me. Okay, so your question is, what snack foods would I take on a road trip? No, I, w- I just wanted to know what yours oh. were in general. Yeah. We can go down that road if you'd like to. <laughs> I so, mean, I'm, I mean, we got we got we got time to fill, buddy. Right, <laughs> we're, just, we're just bullshitting at this point. I know that you were looking for ideas, and obviously, beef jerky is one that I I jump to because you can get all kinds of beef jerky. You can get spicy beef jerky, which is kind of my thing. I like mm-hmm. spicy food, um, but that doesn't work for you, you know, since you're veterinarian vegetarian but i saw at the health food store they had some jerky made out of mushrooms and i didn't buy it because it's like five dollars for the bag and i think that's highway robbery but i also think jerky is expensive in general jerky is expensive so but i i I may go grab one of those i may run to the health food store and grab one of those before i take off too yeah i mean i would i would try that i'm not opposed to meat alternatives for for snacks and stuff we when we do uh pasta we do the shiitake mushroom noodles so yeah but Aldi has, um, uh, fuck, they have a couple low carb noodles that are really good. That I, I don't like most low carb noodles. Like I really don't like those shiitake ones. I don't think are those the ones that come in like the, the watery substance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like those. Um, I'll have to, I don't remember which ones they are, but they have like lentil ones that I know that are, that are pretty good. And they have another one that's like, um, edamame or something that's fucking absolutely delicious. Can you eat but, coconut? Yeah, yeah, I eat a lot of coconut. Okay, so there's... It can't be sweetened coconut. Like, it's got to be unsweetened. Right. There so. there should be unsweetened coconut chips and unsweetened dark chocolate-covered coconut chips at... Uh, there are. At Costco or online or something. Yeah. There's a... It's like Creative Snack Company or something. They make this mix that's coconut, uh, slivers of almonds, uh, chia seeds. Um, one of their flavors has, like, dried-up cranberries or freeze-dried cranberries in it. Got it. Um, that I, I used to make my, my trail mix. That's pretty good. I was going to say, I know you eat trail mix, and trail mix is one of the things I'm a fan of. Yeah. I like the, yeah, the salty-sweet combination. Mm. I just don't eat you it. you do. <laughs> That's how I like my ladies. <clears throat> Wait, what? Little puppies. Oh, okay. They're All super right. sweet That's, to you. That's fine. And they're salty because they're at the beach. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You know what I didn't know was um, also vegan was unfrosted Pop-Tarts. I only bring that up because I didn't know unfrosted Pop-Tarts was a thing. <laughs> like, why Why would anybody want an unfrosted Pop-Tart? Maybe they're vegan? No. No. You you figure something else out. We don't eat fucking unfrosted. That, we don't need that kind of negativity in our life, especially not in 2020. Like, Maybe they're trying to save on sugar? No, you don't didn't figure something out. No, you can't. No, I'm sorry unfrosted pop tarts are not allowed to be a thing the only thing that makes sense to me is i remember a guy i went to high school with super super smart and figured he was going to go you know science math engineering something that direction because he was brilliant and all he wanted to do was be a chef and he loved cooking Mm -hmm. but when he ate food he wanted his food to have a small number of ingredients so i don't just mean like chemicals i mean like spaghetti with Mm -hmm. red sauce he was not going to eat there's too many different ingredients in the red sauce like canned red sauce or no just like if you make a a tomato red sauce you're going to add you're going to add salt you're going to add this you're going to add that and you're going to you know flavor it your own way and he's like no i don't want any of that he's like too many ingredients i'm like oh so lasagna's out and he's like fuck you (laughs) because there's cheese and there's a different kind of cheese and then there's noodles and then there's multiple ingredients in the noodles they just think most basic red sauces are only like three ingredients that was just one of the examples he gave, you know, one really? of those, he could like, like you can get crazy with them, I'm sure, but 
Yeah, it just it's it was interesting to me that that was just one of the nuances of his personality is, you know, I want my food to be as few ingredients as possible. I don't want to see things mixing. I don't want to know this item has 10 items in it type deal. And it wasn't again, Hmm. it wasn't just chemicals or preservatives. It was anything. So like a a fruit salad would make him uncomfortable, even though they're all whole foods. There's just too many different items in one scoop. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Martha Stewart's uh, basic, basic red sauce is olive oil, onion, garlic, tomatoes, paste and whole. But I, I would count this as one ingredient. And then oregano, red pepper, salt and pepper. So what's that? Eight or nine? Uh, six, I think. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six. So, I mean, maybe his threshold was five. I don't know. I'd I don't know. That's I mean, a wild threshold for ingredients. What are, what are you eating? Just I don't a, know. It's also just 20 raw years beef ago. formed into a patty? Maybe. Hopefully he's evolved from there. No, all that's I know weird, is he's not, a weird spot to be in. He's not eating fucking turkey burgers. <clears throat> he is not eating motherfucking turkey burgers. But... <clears throat> Anyway. Oh shit! Did you uh, do we do we have a Florida man story this week? Thought we thought we oh, did you send, send one? you one. God damn it! I'm gonna have to cut this out. No, now. we are ill prepared all the time. Well, I mean, I think they've come to ex- the the 31 people that listen to us every week have come to expect that. I think. Let me see. Mm. There is something mm. funny that oh, that is Florida man. So that is the one I sent. Yeah. So it says in 1948 through 1958, a man wore 30 pound toed. 30-pound, three-toed lead shoes and stomped around a Florida beach during the night, leading people to believe that there was a 15-foot-tall penguin roaming the lands. The hoax was only revealed 40 years later. That's a long that, con. Man, that is... That's my favorite kind of con. And I know we've talked about it before. Like, I, I want the long con all the time. Did you read through the comments on that that post on Reddit? I'm, the first one is a quote from it. It says, "They waded ashore, continued for continued for two miles through the dunes, and then disappeared back into the surf. The prints were huge, fourteen inches long, eleven inches wide. Whatever left them appeared to have a stride of four to six feet." The the sheer work that it takes to even just to pull that off once, not even to pull it off over an extended period of time literally just once that's a lot of work and i that guy that guy deserves to be a hero that's awesome to me i mean i yeah. thought i did a good job pulling off a four-year prank on the wife that that scared mm-hmm. her endlessly that ain't, that ain't shit no in comparison to being able to to you got a whole fucking a whole community of people that are freaking out you would think though that they would have like oh let's go check out the beach and see what's going on like you know stake it out at night or something yeah, I didn't read how often he did it, but it apparently did it multiple times over the course of 10 years, and that shit's hysterical. That is. That is that's awesome. So that's our Florida Man right story. There. Yeah. For know. once, that's... it's not a scumbag story. Yeah. You know, it, it's nice to, for every now and then for it to not be a scumbag. I guess know? it might be a little scumbaggy. No. Prank ever. No. No, no some, nobody got no, hurt. No, nobody got hurt. There's no. That's a victimless crime. No, well, that'll get you put in prison for 25 years. Yeah, you're right, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag America. Oh, God. So, I'm hesitant to bring this up, but you know I play, I don't want to say devil's advocate, but I I tend to encourage people to exercise. Their right to vote. Absolutely. But I I tend to tell people if, if an event occurs, 
If something happens, if news comes out, try not to have an emotional or a knee-jerk reaction. Try to give it a little bit of time to see if more information comes out. Because if okay. you re react to the first bit of information that comes out, there's no telling how accurate that first bit of information is. A lot of the news outlets try to just be first. It's important to be first and apologize later mm -hmm. than it is to be accurate. You know what I mean? And, and we saw yeah. that real bad with the school shooting stuff like Sandy Hook. It was all kinds of every news channel had a different story to it. And, you know, obviously the people in that area need to react quickly to, to do the best they can to save lives. But we saw a lot of news channels. This happened. This happened. Well, no, this happened. There are 10 shooters. There's two shooters. There's one shooter that there's a ghost riding a horse with a gun type bullshit. Mm-hmm. With everything that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And I'm sure you're aware there was just a gentleman by the name of Jacob Blake who was shot and killed. Mm -hmm. I'm already seeing people post, I want to call them memes, but they're essentially posters on Facebook mm -hmm. yeah. with some very interesting matter of fact statements. This is what was happening. This is what did happen. This is mm -hmm. this. And, you know, obviously demanding one outcome or another. Yeah. And when I watched the original video, mm -hmm. my statement was something doesn't look right based on the information that's available right now. And the video that's available right now, I don't understand how on earth this could be a quote unquote justified shooting. Okay. Like I couldn't, I couldn't think of a series of conditions based on what information was available to where that would be the case. And I was upset about it. You know what I mean? Like anybody should be based on that first exposure. <clears throat> and I had some buddies reach out to me because of the law enforcement thing. And they're like, hey, man, under what conditions could you even imagine this being justified? And I said, I can't unless there's something yeah. considerably more going on there that we don't know. Because the story mm -hmm. that I read was he was not involved in an altercation. He was trying to break up a fight. He was trying yeah. to leave. Mm -hmm. He was completely unarmed. And he went to get in his car and they subsequently shot him, I think, seven or eight times. Seven, yeah. Seven. In the back. Right. Which in the back is important, but also given the physical proximity of everybody he's getting into the car, there's no way to potentially have shot him on another surface of his body. But but the in the back portion is important for conveying that if you're behind him, how much of a physical threat is he? Mm -hmm. So... I said, the only thing I can think of is if he was lawfully detained for some odd reason and he was trying to retrieve a weapon of some sort out of mm -hmm. the vehicle. Like he opened the door and grabbed a weapon, a gun, or even potentially a knife, something that could cause great physical harm to the officer that's there trying to lawfully detain him. But that still didn't explain to me why the hell the gun was out to start with. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't just have your gun out to have your gun out or you shouldn't. <laughs> let me, let me yeah. make sure I, I explain shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You should, um, you should not. And one of the other things, hang on a sec. One of the other things I brought up was, and not that this makes it a, a quote unquote good shoot or a bad shoot is if for some odd reason, the officer that pulled the trigger thought he had his taser in his hand. Now that sounds fucking ridiculous and it is fucking ridiculous because they're on opposite sides of your belt. Right. Your... But you know, there's, there's been instances where 
where that shit's happened. Man, I, I completely fucking forgot. I went into the black. I, I thought I had this. I pulled the trigger. But the difference is when you have your taser in your hand, even with adrenaline, you don't keep pulling the trigger on your taser. Yeah. You pull the trigger, it goes pop, and it runs. Like it does yeah. its whatever cycle, you know, civilian ones are 30 seconds. Uh, law enforcement, I think, is like three or five. So you wouldn't continue to pull the trigger to potentially to shoot someone seven or eight times. And I, yeah. I say seven or eight only because yeah. I've, I've read yeah. both numbers. Yeah. Um, well, and, and with the taser, you're not constantly pulling the trigger. It doesn't do you any good. Correct. If you If you pull the trigger and let go, it runs for its cycle. Mm-hmm. If you hold the trigger down it'll run past its cycle until you let off the trigger. Mm-hmm. Now, if you continuously pull it, it'll run to the end of its cycle, turn off, and then turn back on when you pull it again and run for the cycle. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out, you know, what the fuck happened here. Mm-hmm. And and I hate to be the guy that says there's always more than one side to the story, but I, I went reading. I started digging into it today when I started seeing people posting certain stuff, and I found an article. It was fairly long and, and kind of went into everything. And like the last paragraph had a quote from the guy who recorded the video where he made the comment that Jacob had been in a physical altercation with the cops. Like he had scuffled mm-hmm. with three of them on scene and just prior to being shot, the cops were heard yelling, drop the knife, drop the knife. So that lends itself that that statement from the witness, that's not from, from the person who is, now paralyzed and, and, you know, was shot mm-hmm. or the cops saying what happened. This is somebody making an observation of what they heard. He did. The recorder did go on to say, I never saw a knife. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that it's like, it's absolutely understandable to have an emotional reaction. I did too. And I'd imagine there's definitely people out there who are far more relatable to the incident so they can see themselves in it more so than I can. Mm-hmm. And they're they're and if they have an emotional reaction, they're not wrong. But because I used to see this all the time with a lot of law enforcement stuff, I don't want to say someone needs to be executed for it or or put in jail for forever until I can get some more information about it to where I feel comfortable making a judgment based on what's there. Because I saw someone make the comment, they're like, oh well, you know, there was no knife. And I was like, if, if, if it's an officer involved shooting and there was a knife, you're not going to have the knife. The knife's going to be in evidence. Like there's, there's going to be more to it. And a lot of times there is not an immediate response because an officer involved shooting does require an investigation. I saw that the department of justice for that state is doing an investigation of the shooting. Um, they hope, they hope to have it done in the next 30 days. Well, I mean, I'm sure if, with political pressure an expedited timeline will be put on it. But, you know, my buddies in one of my group chats started asking me, hey, how does it work when an officer involved shooting happens? And I kind of laid it out for them the way it happened at the agency that I worked for, that you're put on administrative leave immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, so, Mike, let's just say you and I are on a call and we have an officer involved shooting, whether someone dies or not. The responding sergeant and subsequent lieutenant and probably multiple people up the chain are going to come to the call. They're going to take your gun from you and they're going to take my gun from me. And they're going to put the sergeant's gun or the lieutenant's gun or whatever in our holster and potentially take our magazines. And they're going to get an initial statement from us to see if it was something that has some semblance of why 
we pulled the trigger makes any kind of sense. And then we're immediately relieved of duty type deal. In, in the state of Florida, at least the agency I worked at, you have three days to write a report as the shooter. And the idea is that whether we want to acknowledge it or not, there's a certain amount of mental trauma that comes along with pulling the trigger on somebody. Mm-hmm. And your memory isn't always the clearest immediately after the incident. Adrenaline, shit like that. And that you get to write your report over the course of the next three days and you're provided, you're not provided unless you're part of the union, but you're allowed legal counsel for writing the report. And then the agency is supposed to do its investigation. FDE will do its investigation. Crime scene comes out, handles the call like a typical shooting call, whether or not a cop was involved. And it just, it proceeds from there. So I started thinking about that. And that's why a lot of the, this happened this morning. Why hasn't action been taken happens that way. It's because there's a lot of fucking documentation and it's called officer's bill of rights, at least in the state Mm -hmm. of Florida. Yeah. I just, another unfortunate loss of life in a police involved incident fucking sucks. And you know, I definitely didn't feel as if there was any justification for it initially. And I still don't necessarily feel like there's any evidence available to the public that would make it. I hate to use the term good shoot, but that's the term that they use in law enforcement was, was it a justified shooting? Mm hmm. So there's no evidence to the public I can see yet. Yeah. But if it is a, you know, if the body cam footage comes out and he went into the car and grabbed a weapon, then it's there's, one of those. Yeah. Well, and I think I read somewhere that the, they don't have body cams. I had seen that the agency was reluctant to get them and was late to the yeah, party on them. But, but yeah, I mean, and, and we've talked about that before. I was a huge advocate of us all wearing body cams long before it became a national push. Because if you're not doing anything fucking bad, why do you care? Mm-hmm. But they're my rights. Yeah, but you're a public servant, so everything you're doing is public record anyway. But anyway, mm-hmm. fucking, yeah. it's one of those things. I hope they have body cameras because if they do, and they were justified in what they were doing, it'll be a saving grace, so to speak, for them. But mm-hmm. if they don't, then it's a matter of, you know, one person's word versus the other type deal. Yeah, And thankfully the gentleman, Jacob did not die yet. Yeah. And I know that they, I think they got him stabilized, but he was still kind of, I know that they were saying he was going to be paralyzed for sure. Yeah. And, and I know they had said they don't know for how long or, or how bad or anything, but right mm-hmm. now he is, but it just, right. it's one of those things like I'm thankful that, that he, that nobody died. In this particular instance, it's terrible for someone to be permanently handicapped or, or handicapped temporarily or anything mm-hmm. versus, you know, the way they were 24 hours ago. But before I say in this particular instance, fuck the police, I, I feel like there's gotta be a little bit more info. Yeah, probably. So I, 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 I struggle with it because I don't, and I don't have, I don't have your perspective, but I just like, I don't. I don't see seven shots in the back being acceptable regardless of, 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 you know, I don't know. I, I I just, like, I, I understand from like, I don't, I'm not trained to fire a weapon. Um, so from, you know, if, if I'm legitimately scared enough to use my firearm, I could see me just pulling the trigger until it stops going 
um, you know, and and probably even longer beyond when it stops firing. Right. Just because, like, you know, in adrenaline, fear, you know, all of those things combined. And, and I get that, you know, as a police officer, you're human and you have those probably same fears and whatnot. Uh, but I also know that you receive leaps and bounds more training than than I do or I'm even required to to carry a firearm. Um, right. You know, so I, I, I struggle with the, you know, but I... I it's one of those things like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I, I like, you can't see myself in that scenario. So I, you know, I try to look at something that I clearly don't understand from any side. So it's hard for me to, you know, try to have a, an opinion that's not jaded or, or what have you. Yeah. I mean, the, so I don't really know the multiple, multiple rounds thing. Cause there's, there's always people who will go to one extreme and say, well, even if somebody's got a gun, why don't they just shoot the gun out of his hand? But that's, you know, that's that's ridiculous, right? And I know that's not what we're discussing here. <laughs> no, but, I know, and I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I cover the extremes. And then there's people that say, "Yeah, well, you know, fuck them anyway. Put a whole magazine in them and reload and keep going." And mm-hmm. I can tell you, working in law enforcement, one of the things that they told us was, if you're in a justified shooting scenario and you shoot somebody once and the situation ends, or you shoot somebody until the gun is empty, it doesn't really change the justification of the yeah. shooting. Yeah. Because it's deadly force, whether it's one round or it's 10 rounds or it's 15 rounds, whatever it is, it's, mm-hmm. it becomes excessive when you reload and the person's already been hitting down and then you keep shooting because the threat has stopped existing. Mm-hmm. And the shooting scenario is if you shoot once and reevaluate whether to shoot again, you have a, ser- a period of time where you're potentially going to get killed yourself. Yeah. The teaching is sh- you fire until the threat has become eliminated. And that doesn't mean dead. Th- that means until no, until the scenario is then deemed safe. And it comes down to you can put roughly four rounds a second out of a pistol. So they say it takes roughly a quarter second to pull the trigger. So that would mean from first squeeze to last squeeze is under two seconds for seven rounds to exit. Mm. Rough numbers. So your brain takes about a second and a half to two seconds to do what's called the OODA loop. It's observe, orient, decide, act. So when you're making an observation of something, you're, you're orienting yourself and what's going on to it. You're deciding on an action to take and you're taking an action. So if you decide to start pulling the trigger and then you observe that the threat has ended, you orient yourself, you decide to stop pulling the trigger and then you stop pulling the trigger. It could be a second and a half. And in based on the numbers, you know, that's six rounds right there. So that's what a lot of stuff is missed when it comes to use of force. And and again, this is all based on any incident, not based on this specific incident or whether or not this was justified shooting. So there's a lot of that stuff that, like you said, you, you haven't spent all that classroom time in it. And most people haven't. You know what I mean? And I get just as mad (laughs) at people that, that want to be way out in left field about the use of force stuff and have literally zero experience or training or anything as I do with the people who stand there and scream, if he would have just done what he was told, he wouldn't have been shot and everything would have been fine. It's like, dude, fuck you. That's not the way any of this works. Yeah, no. Like, and, and, you know, there's that, that argument specifically makes me fucking super angry. Like fucking Telling a police officer to eat a dick is not a death sentence. It shouldn't be. Or should not be. Uh, it, it is, unfortunately, for some people and has been. But, like, it it, it shouldn't be. Like, I, I just, you know, and I, I don't know. Like there's, there's, there's so many, we don't know as much 
you know, now, obviously, like you said, so it's, you know, it's hard to, to say, you know, justified, not justified, whatever. Um, I, I just, I, I can't, the more this happens, the harder it becomes for me to understand why there just isn't another way. Like, like I, I just, like, I, I don't, I don't, we don't, I don't think other countries have these problems. No, but like it, it's going to sound ridiculous, but because you know, I'm pro gun. Mm-hmm. We have a cowboy mentality. We have oh, a rebel absolutely. mentality. We have guns, so we have where, to outfit where I was those going with that confront is, guns with guns. Yeah, and, and I think where I was going with that was that you know we, I think in America we we have this this in the cowboy mentality is a good way to put it, but like we are just in general we're we're pretty much dumber than the rest of the world for the most part. You know, you get to okay. see a lot of that on Reddit because it is an international community and mm-hmm. and there will be a lot of contributors. And I saw one today that was saying, hey, you know, I live in England and we don't really have that many law enforcement involved shootings. And mm-hmm. but the big difference that I've noticed is American police seem to have a process where you meet force with overwhelming force. You yep. don't you you're you're the boss. You control the situation. And I can tell you control is very specific, something that they taught us, whether it was control language or control the scene or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But you're imposing your authority on people in the United States when you are a figure of authority, whereas law enforcement, they were specifically talking about in England, are trained to de-escalate situations whenever they can. And yeah. that use of force or deadly force is very specifically the last thing they want anybody to do in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I mean, obviously you don't expect anybody to, to try and talk an active shooter out of shooting people. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm shooting kids at an elementary school. Let's just go. Let's Absolutely. Go yeah. No, put, the guy a a put it, no, put a bullet in his head. Let's get it over with. Right. And, and don't take him to fucking Burger King on the way to jail. Like, fuck you. Um, but like, I just, I kind I wonder like, when did we, when did we fire all the Andy Griffiths and hire all the fucking guys that peaked in high school? <laughs> like when, when did that, when did, when did that shift occur in law enforcement? You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's always kind of been that way when it comes to city versus rural communities and, and shit like that. I can, you know, I worked in a small town at one point within the, the county and it was very mm-hmm. community-oriented policing. Like, yeah. the, the figures in town had my phone number and would invite me to, oh, you're working Thanksgiving? Come eat dinner at our house. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I would get phone calls about shit going on before dispatch got the phone call. Yeah. I just call Travis directly. It, and there's there's pros and cons to it. You know, they... Absolutely. People feel safer, but everybody knows your business. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the same way living in a community that way. Everybody knows your business when you live in a small town, but you also know that someone's always looking at your house and knows mm-hmm. if, if a car should or shouldn't be there or some shit like that. God, they take notice. I, I hate my neighbor because he's such a nosy prick, but I also like, I, I know that 99 times out of a hundred, he's going to see and say something. If something doesn't look right at my house. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's you know, definitely so it's, a double edged sword. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, his, his opinions on dogs and, and you know, the shit he says out loud without thinking about it first makes me really angry, but you know, at least I know that that if somebody fucking comes trotting down the side of the house and tries to get into it, that he's going to say something. Right. And and there's definitely guys that say, man, in the good old days, we used to just take that guy out back and beat him with a hose and then cut him loose. This guy, that's my neighbor. And I mean, 
why is that okay? And, and I had this conversation with my parents when we were having dinner and Ashley gets frustrated, <laughs> but you know, it was, it was brought up about George Floyd. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, well, you know, they found drugs in this system. And I was Who like, cares? and they're like, Oh, well, you know, he's been in and out of prison. I'm like, and they're like, what do you mean? They're like, you know, that, that should be an indication of this and this. And this. And I'm like, no, listen, no. you're, you're afforded your rights to a trial in the constitution. The same thing that says you're allowed to have a gun. Mm-hmm. And, just because somebody has been in jail before doesn't mean that they aren't afforded those rights. Just because somebody is on drugs or has taken drugs or even has drugs in their possession doesn't justify killing them. I was mm-hmm. like, if somebody is to be, you know, and, and the term punishment came up and I was like, cops are not supposed to punish people. Cops are supposed to job. secure people to go through the judiciary system to be punished in court if found guilty. Mm-hmm. So in, in like, there's this whole, you know, cause I have family of law enforcement officers and stuff like that. I, I, yeah. I think I have a, a somewhat unique perspective having worked in that field and also having the opinions I do, mm-hmm. but it was just one of those things. It felt very certain news outlet talking points, you know? And I was like, but none of that matters. I was like, those are after the fact details. And I'm a, I think you call this a hot take mm-hmm. The that's the kind of information that for the sake of justified action or not is the type of information to point out that Jacob's three kids were in the car. Yeah. It's terrible. It's tragic. It's fucking trauma. It's horrible, but it doesn't change whether or not pulling the trigger was justified. Yeah. So it's, it's being put out there, whether it's the drugs thing or it's the criminal history thing, or it's the kids Mm -hmm. thing. It's being done to an, to evoke an emotional reaction that the events should have enough emotional reaction to them in and of themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, well, but they don't cause we, we, we've desensitized ourselves to shit like that in this country. Well, cause it happens all the fucking time. Yep. So, but that's the other, like it just, you know, can't be, it doesn't, it's not wrong if it happens all the time. Ugh. Yeah. I also don't yeah. think it's fair to, to take one incident versus another with, two completely different people. Mm-hmm. So, so like you're a cop and I'm a cop and we're both put in a situation where we have an aggravated person on a traffic stop or whatever, the way you handle it and the way I handle it may be completely different because of who we are. Yeah. And because of who the person who's acting up is. Mm-hmm. So like, I just saw one posted today about the white guy getting out of a, an SUV and, and being out of hand or whatever it was. And they're like, Oh, well how come this guy didn't get hurt and this and that? And I was like, well, not saying that one is justified and one isn't justified, but you can't say, well, it didn't happen in this instance halfway across the country, but it did happen in this instance in a different part of the country because it's two different people handling it. See, but I I think the, I think the argument there is, isn't, isn't that you and I would be judged differently for how we handled something. Um, I would, I assume you and I would probably handle things in real life fairly, fairly similar. Um, right. Overall. And I, I think the argument is that there should be more police like the one who handled the situation, you know, with the more positive outcome and less of the ones that didn't. For better or worse, you know, there and there are other caveats to that, but I think that's more the argument is is we want, you know, we want more police that are willing to take it step by step or slower for a probably terrible description of what's, what's going on. Right. 
you know, but make better decisions that are less life endy. No, and I get that, and and I. But again, because of the the environment we live in, and the hashtag fucking activism, right. and the microwave world of news and and things, it never gets explained that way. Right, and I know you and I talked about that off yeah, air. We, about yeah, we talked about it on air too. <laughs> we because we had that long diatribe about the defunding the police. Like it, you know. <laughs> I just had that just, conversation this weekend again. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but you know, but it, but it's that it's that mentality. Like there's. You know, sure, on the surface, it's defund the police, but there's so much more to it. Right. And on the surface, it's, well, fucking, why can't this guy do it if this guy could do it? And it, there's so much more to it than, you know, this and that. Well, like and, it's, you know, and I guess, everything needs context, and we, and don't, I think we don't have a way to get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's my complaint, is when I see a lot of the posting of shit like that, mm-hmm. it immediately... Hey, posting. Right, shit posting. It, it immediately <laughs> gets brought to a race point rather than a... This is an example of a good law enforcement interaction. This is an example mm-hmm. of a bad law enforcement interaction. If if it is in fact a bad law enforcement interaction or a good law enforcement interaction, because I have a very good friend who I who still listens to the show, I believe, and he works in law enforcement. And he had an incident where I'm going to assume he dropped out right around minute fifty four. Maybe he's the one that says we should normally go longer <laughs> if we're on a roll. Yeah. But but he had an incident in law enforcement. I'll, I'll try and be vague so I don't risk getting anybody in trouble. But he had an incident in law enforcement that was a use of force scenario where the person who was getting arrested had a knife. And my friend holstered his weapon and tackled the guy who had the knife and subsequently got stabbed. And the agency he worked for was not particularly pleased that he went against the use of force policy and put himself at risk and suffered a a serious wound and permanent disfigurement from it versus having handled it with the justified use of force of shooting the guy or tasing him or whatever, you know, they said, you, you put yourself at risk, shit like that. And I asked him, you know, having done it again and all the shit that you had to go through in the rehab and the, you know, potential infection, had you gotten AIDS or hepatitis or some shit like mm-hmm. that, do you still think you would have handled it the right, that same way? And he's like, fucking absolutely. So here's my, here's the very first thing that popped into my head with that story. Was it, in the in the grand scheme of things, would it have been cheaper for the agency to deal with a dead suspect or medical bills, workman's comp, all the shit that goes along with the officer-sustained injury? Which one was cheaper? I would assume the death because you have lawyers on staff. And I almost guarantee you that that's 100% of the mentality behind it is that it costs them as an organization less money and publicity, honestly, in the long run. Well, publicity is going to suck for the first few days because they're never going to talk about how he de-escalated and did what he did. Right. In the media. It's just not, it's not good news. You know, it's not, it's great news, you know, legitimately great news, but it's It's not not headline news. It's not headline news. It's never going to, it's not even going to make the back page. Local Um, police officer stabbed. (laughs) Yeah. While doing the, doing the right thing. Um, No, it's, it's never going to, it's never going to work that way. Um, But I I almost like just immediately in my head, I'm like, oh, it's because it's fucking cheaper for them to deal with the dead body financially than it is to the medical bills, the possible lawsuits, blah, blah, blah. You know, all the other things that would come along with doing things the way he did. Right. And I think it goes back to there actually being a cost for your life, whether you know what it is or not. Yeah. And 
the person making the decision makes the mm-hmm. the call on the dollars and cents, and most yep. of us aren't worth much to people with money. Nope, not a fucking thing. So yeah, and shit's <sighs> not an it's easy terrible. answer. Obviously, I just yeah, and I know we went on a long trope yeah, about it, fine. and I just you know I wanted to acknowledge that that Jacob Blake had a name, has a name, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and the situation that's unfolding is is unfortunate whether it was a justified shoot or not. Yeah, um, absolutely. But definitely don't in this particular, for instance, I don't want to say it was okay or it wasn't okay until I get more info. When I watched the the George Floyd stuff, I immediately said, that's not fucking okay. Yeah, no, yeah. There's, you know there's no I mean? amount of body cam footage you're going to show me that's going to justify that one. So, and, and I had a conversation about that this weekend too, and I kind of just ended that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you know, and the George Floyd thing is, is weird. Like, I don't, there's, that video is about seven minutes longer than it should have been. I think, you know, and I don't think at any point in that video should anybody have knelt on his neck the way they did. Right. But I, I think that situation was under control about seven minutes sooner than when it finally became fully under control. Um, and I think that's the thing, you know, the, this, the, the Blake scenario doesn't have, um, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's a much shorter, quicker, faster, you know, leap to judgment that people are going to make, unfortunately. Right. So. The, the Floyd one Again, too, it, I tried to point out, I was like, how much of a threat is somebody with their hands handcuffed behind their back laying on and, their stomach and three people on top of them? Oh, uh, I only saw the picture of the one cop with his, now, there was, his I, neck, I've seen a couple of pictures from the other side of the car where there was like one or two, they, they may have just been close enough to look like they were on him. I don't, right. I don't know for sure. Regardless, it, it went one, 12, 37, it, it, you know, He's on his stomach with his hands behind his back. It puts fucking cuffs on him and call it a day. Right, right. That's so yeah. Let him I, lay there and kick it out. I well, I it, and I mean, <laughs> any of our listeners who want to try it as a challenge, have somebody put duct tape your hands behind your back and lay on your stomach and see how easy it is to be a threat to anybody else in the room. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I handled a guy that I, the one I told you was going to stab me, mm-hmm. and I could have shot him, but I had my taser in my hand and I got him that way. Mm-hmm. But. What? had him sat on the ground with his legs in front of him, knees bent mm-hmm. and leaned against the tire of the car, waiting for medical to come over and pull the taser prongs out. He rocked forward cause he was a frequent flyer got his feet yeah. under him and went to leap at my partner who was on scene. And I grabbed him as he was with forward momentum, p- pushed him to the ground and then immediately put my knee on his back to hold him in place. Yeah. I didn't put my knee on his neck. Nope. And I instantly put him in a far less advantageous physical position, mm-hmm. but that's the way you do it. You sit him down next to the car, and if they somehow take an aggressive maneuver, you put them in a less yeah. advantageous position. You grab him by that little chain between the cuffs, because I hear that shirt's really fucking painful. Uh, and you just AKA wrench it, it up. is. Yeah, <laughs> fucking wrecking so, your shoulders. Yeah, yeah I've, had, I've had somebody do that to me before. Not law enforcement, just, you know, a, a shitty person. So. Yeah, not you. No, I wouldn't have done that to you. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Fuck, I never even did that to really shitty human beings that I would yeah. take to jail. God, that was that was the most painful thing. Fucking, I've ever, I think I've ever had happen to my hands, and I've broken each wrist. Was that, was this somebody who used to work in a quasi law oh. enforcement position? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep, that was that was the one. I think I know so. who that is. Uh huh. You do. So. He's an uncle. Yeah, 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 an uncle fucker. Um. All right, that's weird. You ready to get into Trash for Treasure? <laughs> yeah. Trash I, for I Treasure? Did I say Trash for Treasure? I think you said Trash 
or mm. trash or treasure. Trash, 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 trash. Treasure, 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 treasure. <clears throat> we got to work on that intro. We'll see how bad I can do this. You can do bad all by yourself. All by myself. So this week's Trash or Treasure uh, is going to be somebody who was born in October 1971. Uh, he has had many, many ups and downs as far as uh, the public would be concerned. He's been on the Billboard's top R&B slash hip-hop albums chart. Uh, he's been on the Billboard 200 as early as 93. Little Bow Wow. It is not Little Bow Wow. Um, this person's music, uh, repertoire is so extensive that it's broken into six different sections on Wikipedia. Man. Yeah. This person is worth over $120 million. Um, I'm going to get into some of the, uh, nicknames, but there'll be dead giveaways for you. He, he's a rapper, singer, songwriter, actor, producer, media personality, and entrepreneur. Okay. Um, is he a mogul? What does that mean? Um, if it's who I think it is, we'll get to it when we get there. Just keep going. It probably <laughs> is who you think it is. I just don't want okay. you to give it in that easy. Yeah. No, you're fine. Um, this person's real name is Calvin. Well, that throws that off. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Keep going. If you think it's Dre, it is not Dre. No, I don't think it's Dre. Okay. Um, this person is notoriously pro-cannabis. Okay. This person has been open about having had a gang-affiliated past. Okay. Uh, known not to be willing to wear certain colors even to this day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This person's episode of Cribs was one of my favorite because he had an armored vehicle and a plate full of joints. Uh, not Method Man, then. Let me see. I don't think Method's man name is Calvin. Pretty sure I know who it is, though. Which one of the things makes you think you got it? Calvin. Okay. So, uh, says he has an ultra-smooth, laid-back delivery and flavor-filled, melodic rhyming. Okay. Uh, Has been described as having a molasses drawl. Molasses drawl? I don't know. See, now you just keep... Now you're just fucking with me. (laughs) Um... I think he's, I mean, he's not known as the best rapper in the game, but he is probably one of the most uh, recognizable names. And people, mm-hmm. kids today, see what he does on TV and think he's some soft ass, even though he was on trial for murder at one point. Okay. I know who you're talking about now. Yep. He, he helps on a baking show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're talking about, uh, am, I, am I good to guess? Yeah, you can guess, man. Are we, are we talking about the Snoop D-O-double-G? We are. And some of his more interesting uh, nicknames is Snoopadelic. Uh, he obviously went by Snoop Lion for a little while. Yeah. And uh, Nemo Hose. I like Nemo Hose. Uh, he uses Nemo Hose on his podcast slash, because he's got his own network too, where he does like a TV, like a news show. Okay. Um, and, but he, he puts it out as a podcast as well. So he, he calls himself Nemo Hose all the time on that. That's funny. Um. I don't think he's the greatest um, rapper lyrically. Right. He is probably the greatest rap entertainer. I, you know, I think he's he's interesting and he's very unique. Like he's on he's on TikTok now too. Is he? Yeah, he just joined TikTok. Nice. 
already has a half a billion followers or some shit. Uh, but, his the the very first video of his that popped up in my feed already had five million likes. Jesus, but he he's one of those people that has a distinct style to what he does, and when you listen to it, you're like, oh, this is a Snoop song. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah, just, you can you, yeah, know. you can almost always tell. It's like listening to a Nickelback song. You can tell <laughs> yeah. by the amount of pain in your ears. It's a Nickelback song. Mm-hmm. Yep, or a Volbeat song. Based on the drums, <laughs> her dude. Uh, um, yeah, no, I, um, you know, I think the the one joke I like to make when I'm around people. Oh shit! I'll have to cut that part out. The the one joke I like to make when I'm around people who um don't know who Snoop is. Or or whatever, especially like when he's on a show with Martha Stewart, I'll always make the reference be like, "Oh, there's only one of those people on TV that's an actual felon because uh, it's not Snoop, right?" <laughs> when I actually, like, they don't get it. They're like, "What?" And when like, I brought oh, this, Martha's up to, the only felon up there. <laughs> when I brought this up to Ashley to to do him, and she's like, "You could do Martha Stewart," and I was like, "Yeah, but I mean, she committed yeah. a rich people crime. She did. She did. Um, I think Snoop is a treasure." Um, I think he's a, he is a ally for the entire community. Um, you know, he's, kids still listen to him. Like even the younger generation sees the value in what he says and what he has going on. Um, you know, I I think he's transcended many different generations. You know, he, your granddad knows who Snoop is and so does your little brother. Right. And, you know, everybody and everybody in between is very aware of who Snoop Dogg is. And there aren't a lot of, that's why I say he's probably not lyrically. He's probably not the, you know, he's, he's, he'd be in my top 20 or 25 probably. Um, but as far as an, an entertainer goes, just in general, there, there, you, you'd have trouble naming somebody who's been in as long as he has and has stayed relevant the entire fucking time. Right. He's been active since like 92 and I bet he's, yep. he'd be a fun person to hang out with. He he will get on, and I think he has an Xbox, so it wouldn't work for us. But he <laughs> will plays he Madden. plays he plays Madden, and he he will just go into a random lobby like he's not playing his his rich buddies. He'll go into a random lobby and fuck you up in Madden. He doesn't it's act like some, some hundred millionaire that only hangs out and associates no, with hundred millionaires. And I even think like his his house because he's done um, he's got a show on Netflix about a, a, a pop Warner fo- or a traveling an AAU basically football team that he runs, right? Um, that's and on here his, too. His house is very, it's not mansion y. Like, it's very, I'm sure it's in like a gay community. It's a nice house, but it's just like, you know, it's not, it, it's average, I guess, for what I would expect somebody that's worth $120 million, you know, to right. live in. You know, he's, you know, he, he would, he puts his money back into his community and he's, you know, he's just all around. I think he's a great guy. Just so, so that you're aware when you're, you're mocking people for the Martha Stewart thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It says in in 1990 he was convicted of felony drug possession. Damn it! He had also been arrested before for possession of cocaine. Eh, that um, count. Arrested in the connection of crime, <laughs> right? <laughs> arrested in the connection of the death of a member of a rival gang. Yeah, um, that was all Suge Knight. Johnny Cochran defended him. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you got money. Uh, yeah, that was in '93, so that's when he first had an album out. Um, yeah. I, remember, I think I kind of remember that because Doggy Style was one of the first. I had Doggy Style on tape. Okay. So. He was found. I had it on CD as well, but. He was caught with a firearm in the car in 93 and pled guilty yeah. in 97. None of that matters. 
Well, I'm just saying convicted felon yeah, no, in possession yeah, of firearm. Yeah. He did three years probation. Yeah. Um, got caught with an expandable baton in Orange County, California, which is possession mm-hmm. of weapon by convicted mm-hmm. felon. Mm-hmm. Um, 2006, stopped on a traffic infraction, arrested for possession of a firearm and transporting cannabis. Uh, again, for arrestion, uh, possession yeah. of cannabis, cocaine, and a firearm. Nice. Um, three years suspended license time in prison now, huh? right no contest for two felony charges of drug and gun possession by convicted felon yeah. what um, happens when you got money yeah I mean in the state of Florida if you're found guilty it's three year minimum mandatory and if they went after him for gang affiliation and federal level it's 15 years yeah that but, seems ridiculous fucking Florida um, that's why nobody likes us we're stupid Australian Department of Immigration and Citizenship lifted the life Lifted the ban in September 08 and granted him a visa to tour. Perfect. Uh, he's been, he got booted out of Norway at one point. Yeah. I think a few rappers have been booted out of Norway. Yeah. So. Cannabis possession. Cannabis, 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 cannabis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, nobody. That's who. In the death row records bankruptcy case, he lost $2 million. Ooh. But he, uh, he did a breakfast club interview where, um, he was going to put out an album. Basically, the title of it was going to be something similar to Fuck Death Row. Like, <laughs> while, while all of the things were going on at Death Row that, that Suge Knight is now in jail for. Um, so the, uh, But he, he told the story about that on The Breakfast Club. So if you're, if you're bored, it's like a seven or eight minute clip of the interview that, that's floating around that's really funny to watch. Is it better than Just, a Mike Tyson interview? Absolutely. It's okay. way funnier. So. I might watch that when we get done here. Yeah. How did Sarah get to the airport? Thera flew. Thera flew. Uh, All right, you ready to get the fuck out of here, buddy? Yeah, I think we're. I think we're. Oh, I, think I we're done. um done the deed. I I feel like Snoop is more a treasure than he is trash. Absolutely. He's no. Is it Ray Rice? <laughs> um. Yes. I or was think. it I don't Ed? Know. Ed something that was Ed Gein. No, Ed Gein's <laughs> definitely trash. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, the the Ravens player that was jammed up on a murder. I think it was Ray Rice. Okay, I think he's the one right. who slapped the snot out of his wife or girlfriend or something in elevator. Yeah, and then right? weekend weekend at Bernie's her out of the elevator like a real piece of shit. So. She wasn't gonna walk herself. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's 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 correct. Um, all right, buddy. Let's get the hell out of here. You want to do the? Uh, the promotional bullshit again, or you just oh, want to yeah, head out? Call. No, no, no. About I'll stickers and yeah, magnets. Yeah, yeah, this is going to take me so long to edit tomorrow. <laughs> Fucking, so if you guys are interested, once again, uh, we do have free stickers and magnets that we will mail to you. Um, all we ask is that you provide us with a picture of where you place these items. Um, you can send us a DM to any of our social medias at Nothing in Mod Pod. You can also shoot us an email, nothinginmoderationpod at gmail.com, and we will get those sent out to you as quickly as possible. As possible. Yep. So, you got anything else, buddy? We good to go? I think we're good to go. I mean, I because mm. we went on the rant about law enforcement yeah. shit, I ended up schluffing mm-hmm. some, some funny Look stories to the side. Look at you. It happens. Just getting, getting rid of the funny for the not funny. Yeah, I mean, I hope this, this was an educational really hour. Not as, this, this podcast has not gone the way we wanted it to ever. 40 something episodes in it always goes wrong is that how far we are i think so we're cl- we're close we're coming up on 50 man yeah yeah we might have to do something cool for 50 we've almost done this for a year besides our wives i don't think we've committed to anything else this long i've committed to being fat yeah i didn't even commit to that i've committed to that for a long time though so <laughs> you're such <laughs> right, a cheater let's, let's get the fuck out of here we'll Bye. catch you guys next week stop it
See ya. See ya. Hey kids, you've reached the end of the podcast. That's it. There's nothing more here. Just dead air in this closing statement. We appreciate your diligence though. Now go back about your day and come back for the next show. Or listen again. In fact, that sounds like a better plan. Grab another show. That's what I'm doing right now. Whoever listens the most wins. You don't really win anything, really. Just the memories of better times, which is winning in my book. All right, well, this is the actual end. Hand banana.